It's the week of May 13th, and this is MASHcast number 87. Another exciting episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jared, and I'm here with Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And the exciting return, back from the dead, Mikey Kinney. I'm not fucking dead. <laughs> it was very easy to, to make it seem like you were dead, though. That's because not, you're not consistent, Mikey. Every time you mess the show, people are like, did he die again? You're like uh, the Kinney. You're like you- the Kinney. <laughs> I've got shit tons of Phoenix down. All right, I'm good. Ah, gotcha. I'm not okay. fucking Aerith. I don't fucking like just keel over because of a, I get shanked by a sword. Fucking hoe. Oh, tell us how you really feel, please. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII story is stupid. Okay, you're fired. <laughs> all right, I guess that's the last show I have. Mikey's gonna be really dead <laughs> when we get finished. I don't want to hear that rubbish. Really? Cause, oh, man, anyway. I've been watching too much Doctor Who. Oh, my God. I mean, Actually, I've been watching it. Not, ever since you not called me you a Time Lord. I've lost you to the Doctor Who as well. Yeah, well, I, I, you called me a Time Lord that one time, and then I got Amazon Prime because I'm dumping my cable at the end of the month. <laughs> and so it was it was like one of the first shows I saw that was available on Amazon Prime. I was like, check it out. And now I just said rubbish. Because which, of too much Doctor Who. Which Doctor are you starting with? Uh, I'm starting with the 2005 season, so it's the dude, I don't remember it's, his uh, name. Is it Eccleston? Yeah, there Eccleston? you go, it's Eccleston. I just remember him from the guy from uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, the bad guy from Gone in 60 Seconds. That's yeah. what I identify him as. And I didn't like him in Gone in 60 Seconds. The way he talked bothered me, but I thought he was an alright doctor. Either way, this is not the Doctor Who cast. What? It's not, I'm sorry, Nick. Oh. This is the MASH cast, and we're here to talk about games. Uh, but we're going to start off the way we normally do. Uh, let's see. Mike, what have you been playing? Okay. Uh, I've been playing Persona 4. I just picked that back up again. Uh, I'm pretty far into it. I, I don't know what it is about this game. Like, I can just pick it up and know exactly what I was doing immediately when I left off. Unlike most RPGs, it's just like... Really easy for me just to like just jump back in as if I never left. Um, and I played some Fire Emblem Awakening again. Started playing that again. Like I was on a really big League of Legends kick for a couple, and now I'm like taking a break or trying to anyway. Like just breaking away from it and playing other games. Um, I played. I actually started playing. I say I took a break from League of Legends. And guess what else I was playing? Started playing Dota Two with some friends. Uh, trying to learn Dota 2. Dota 2 is really weird. Actually, I talked well, like one of my friends, uh, Bo Shibisky from Game Ogre. He, like, I actually, remember that one time I played Dota 2? Yeah, you said you played like one time. <laughs> yeah, I played like one time, and I actually had a good time. But my problem with 
MOBAs in general is how much time they take to play one game. But anyway, so I, I talked to him about it, talking about how good time I had. He's like an avid, avid, I should say, League of Legends player. Mm-hmm. And he says he played, he, he actually stopped playing League of Legends for a while to play Dota 2. And then when he went back to playing League of Legends, he was awesome. Yeah, no, I could, I could see that because Dota 2, when you actually play, like, every spell you cast in Dota 2 is a lot more important than it is in League of Legends. Well, like, League of, I'm not going to say, like, every spell isn't important when you cast in League of Legends, but if a lot of, excuse me, a lot of level 1 Dota 2 stuff seems to be like, you only get one spell, fucking use it or, you know, and there goes all your mana. So, like, being able to play the footsie game and being able to realize when you can kill somebody is a lot more important in Dota 2 than it seems like in then it seems more urgent in Dota 2 than it does in League of Legends. League of Legends seems to be more you don't know where anyone is at a certain time like the jungler, there's this impending doom that the jungler's gonna come by and gank your shit. Whereas Dota 2, I don't really feel that that much. At least in the early phase of the game, but I don't know. I haven't been playing a lot. Of, I haven't played that much of Dota 2 yet. I'm still learning shit, but there, I could see how someone could start playing Dota 2 and then be like fucking ridiculous at League of Legends. See, like this is what the problem I have with League of Legends being this huge esport mm-hmm. is the fact that League of Legends was designed to be very easy. I'm not gonna say very easy, but very easy to get into uh-huh. and play in general. Yeah, and it doesn't. Feel, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Call of Duty type deal, where Call of Duty was was like designed to be easy to get into, and the 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 the, the skill bar, like the max skill bar in Call of Duty, is set pretty low. Yeah, and it keeps the it keeps the playing field even uh, with, with Call of Duty, and it kind of feels like League of Legends is the same thing the only thing i'll argue against that is with call of duty like call of duty you can be you're you can play it by your you have to, you can solo it right like we we've had this conversation before call of duty you can solo all day long i think unless you're like at a pro level you can't really solo league of legends does well, that you, make sense I, no that makes sense but the thing about like with the, with the ranking system like you shouldn't be able to solo it even if you're at a pro level because if you're at a pro level well i mean well i mean if you're at a pro level and you like go with your friend to bronze league you could probably uh, crush yeah. you, you know what i'm talking about well, yeah yeah i mean, I, mean I don't want, i'm not compl- i'm not uh comparing the gameplay itself i'm just saying that you know the way the game itself was designed was to make it easy for people to get into it and that's how it got so big and that's why well, people yeah. were choosing league of legends over Han, which was basically it was, it was League of Legends versus Han for a very long time. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, I I like the champion roster in League of Legends too over right. Han. Okay, but, well, that, I'm I'm not challenging that. <laughs> it was just you know it's just um I don't know it feels like a, well, well Han definitely because that's where the pros originally went where they went to yeah. Han and then they came to League of Legends once League of Legends you know started getting the bigger money tournaments because more people were playing it, which makes sense. Right. It makes sense, but it's kind of like if it's kind of like if the CBA found a way to be more popular than the NBA, and because of that, more money went to the CBA. So therefore, you know, players started playing in the CBA. Well, it, it, I think it's more like if the CBA had a way that the average person could come in and like play a game. There you go. That's true. As opposed to like true. the NBA, where you know you need talent and you need to be scouted and drafted. Right. 
Um, I mean, so, so yeah, I think on, on some level, you know, like if the CBA is like a giant pickup league, that might draw attention, but. That's true. And, th- and another thing about League of Legends, which is to its credit, is that w- I don't care what you say about watching, about, about video games as sports. You have to understand video games in order to enjoy watching somebody play them. So you, whatever yes. game you're watching, you actually have to understand, you know, like if, uh-huh. if like my, like, you know, like, uh. I was uh, doing some work with Joey Men, uh, who was our video guy the other day, and you know we're watching these games, some StarCraft games, and he de- like I'm laughing at certain points, and he doesn't understand because we were watching really bad games, but he right. doesn't understand why what's funny about it, and it goes the other way too. Like if you're watching a high level game and you see something happen, you're like, ooh, oh man, like you know, like people who don't understand the game won't really understand what happens, so therefore they won't enjoy it. And since League of Legends, people are able to just hop in there, and it's an easier game to understand. It draws more people. You yeah, know? there's a lot more streams and a lot more video, and that's because a lot more people can hop in, and because it's free to play, well, you know, kind of free to play, whatever. But um, people can go and play it, get a get a very basic understanding of what's going on, and then when you watch the pros, you can see like, oh, so blah 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 because of this this happened, or right. that was bad because they fucked an ultimate or something like that, you know, whatever. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's just like why, why why I'm not too big on. I mean, I I do like competitive gaming. But I'm not huge on esports unless it's a game that I, you know, actually yeah. like to play. Like I watched, um, I watched the uh, fuck, what was it? The uh, what do they call the LCS? Yeah. Like I watched, I watched some of that as it went through. And I, I, if I now, if I didn't understand League of Legends, I'd probably be like, "What the fuck is going on?" But like. I thought I I was getting pretty into it. Like a couple of the matches, I won't lie. Like a couple of them were like, "All right, this is pretty cool." But some of them were, I was like, I was just bored out of my mind. I was like, "They're they're playing stupid." I'm actually just gonna play the game myself. Fuck it. Yeah. But <laughs> like, but there are some times where I just want to. I I kind of want to watch it just to see like how the what the pros do, just to you know see how they play versus how I have to play at the lower tears like because if you watch a bronze level match and then you watch a diamond level match it is fucking ridiculous how different it is right well i mean if you have that one character that you're very used to playing i imagine that you know you on your way to diamond you will you basically master that character and everything you can do with it you know so that i would imagine that the diamond league players are much better at at you know, handling their characters. Where it's different, it's different in other games. You know, like, I mean, depending on the genre, being in a higher ranks means, you know, different things. Like, a, being in a higher rank of a first-person shooter means, like, you know, not only are your tactics down, but your accuracy and reaction time is phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean, know? in a in a MOBA, like, it's not just learning that one champ either. I mean, you can master champ, but if you don't know anything about the other any of the other ones that you're going up against, like you're fucked. Right. But, Makes sense. No. Okay. I didn't mean to break you up like that. Well, what else have you been No, about? that was an interesting conversation, but all right. Well, you're uh, welcome. All right, then. <laughs> what did I say? I played Dota 2 with somebody. And then, uh, oh, I actually started playing Skullgirls again. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, we're, that whole that whole indie go go thing got me wanting to play it some more. So I started playing that again. You know, that was a real. I played Skullgirls. Um, you know, at PAX, not this year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was. La- it last. was released last year. So it was the year before last when I played it, and it was a really cool game. And I wish I. I wish I. You know, I wish I had the time to get good at fighting games. Because the thing, like, I can't play like like I can't play a competitive game and just kind of play it. Just to putz around, like I have to be at least semi good at it. Like I have to be able yeah. to hold my own. And with fighting games, I'm not, so it kind of puts me off to it. I just don't have the time to really Dude. get into a fighting game and play it. Dude, it's hard for me to find time now. I used to always make time. It's hard for me to make time anymore. Yeah. Like if I wasn't as good as I, well, not as just as good as I am, but if I wasn't, like if I played StarCraft and I stayed in Bronze League, I wouldn't be playing StarCraft. Like I had to, you know, I have to be at least semi good at yeah. holding my own on it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, what else you been playing? That's it. Injustice, but I'm I'm dropping that like a bad habit. That game's really pissed me off lately. Why? I am so tired of interactables. Like that shit really fucking pisses me off. Explain like, for those who haven't played Injustice. Oh, I'm sorry. So in Injustice, it is that I love the characters, the DC characters fighting each other one on one, the meter and all that. Great. But they have these stages where there's interactables, and some characters might just pole vault over them. Other characters will pick up the car and throw it at you and deal damage. And it's like a quarter of my health worth of damage off of just pressing a button. And some people say, oh, you can backdash it. Yeah, you can backdash it if you time your backdash to your like two to one frame invincibility. But how am I going to practice a one frame backdash with an interactable that once you use it one time, it's gone. You know, it, it's just kind of like, and it gets abused so hard. And I mean, I think it'll evolve really well. Like, but right now it's just really left a bad taste in my mouth. Hmm. Yeah. Actually I hear it's good, but I have not played it. But then again, I would not be playing it at the level that you're playing it. I'd be playing the single player of it. Well, I I don't have a problem with it except for it seems Keep Away is really good right now, and I fucking hate Keep Away in most games. And there's a lot. Of, it, it seems like if you don't have any kind of good Keep Away in this game, then you're kind of fucked. Or if you don't like, and then what, you see, there's characters that like if you do get in, they just use an interactable and then they're right back out, and it's just like fuck. I just wasted like three quarters of my health getting over to him and now I have to deal with this shit. I don't know. It I maybe I'm playing it wrong. I I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out, but honestly, I don't have the time to waste trying to figure out how to get around stupid mechanics. So, honestly, I'm about ready just to drop it and I'm just going to focus on P4A Blaze Blue and Skull Girls again, and just say fuck Injustice because I just don't want to bother. Which really makes me sad because I like playing Green Arrow and Aquaman. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still. It's on my list to check out, but we'll see. We'll see. Was that your last game? I think so. All We're right, gonna how... say so because that's all I can remember. Okay. How about you, Nick? Um, not nothing more uh, than what I listed last week. Uh, I will notice, though, that since I played Bioshock, all the other games aren't quite as shiny as they were. 
Oh my god! After you play Bioshock, everything looks like shit. Yeah. I, I, I found myself just kind of like playing Puzzle Quest mindlessly because I didn't really feel like playing anything else that was has at all like a game. Taste? It kind of did, yeah. Has it ruined, has or, it ruined or, or, all or, games for you yet? Or, or the other thing I would do is I would sit down and I'd start uh, looking up like some of the uh, some of the old time uh, cover songs on YouTube, and then I'd find like a video about Bioshock and I'd watch that, and then I'd lose like three hours just no. watching feel- videos. This is your post game depression. This is your post game depression. It is. It is. I was not expecting that to happen, and I was like, "Oh." I feel so bad for whatever AAA title I play next. Oh, seriously? Like whether it's Remember Me or The Last of Us. I don't know which one's coming out first, but I feel bad for Remember Me. I think Remember Me is coming out first. Okay, I feel bad for that game. Cause it's gonna be like, like yeah, I mean, it was on Good Kid, I guess, but it wasn't Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then whatever game follows that will have the up because I'll just get off a game that I'm depressed about. Right, your then... next AAA title is your rebound. Uh, <laughs> you just you just need a real quick game. It doesn't even have to be good. You just just get through it real quickly. You know, finish it, enjoy it, and then maybe uh, I should go play Far Cry Three Blood. Get that out of your system. <laughs> Maybe. I can't even get through Far Cry 3 thanks to fucking Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> I should write Kid Levine a letter. Like, like, it's it's Far- your fault that I can't finish Far Cry what? 3. You're blaming Bioshock for that. I blame Bioshock for that. Uh, such a shame, but it was so good. I still plan on going through the 1999 mode difficulty. But go ahead, Dick. I keep interrupting Are you going to stream that when you do? Because that I might actually watch. I I believe I am, yeah. You get upset. Like, because I know that shit is going to, like, eventually get to you. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to roll through it as as well as I did with the Max Payne one. So. But, yeah, I keep interrupting you guys with your games. Go ahead, Nick. No, that's really it. I've just been watching Bioshock videos. That's what I've been playing this week. That is so sad. (laughs) I've been playing videos on youtube <laughs> really yes. wait you're actually playing the game you're just watching it uh, well yeah because i'm not intending to watch them i just like happen to wind up watching them i don't even know what happens <laughs> i just sit down on my in front of my computer and then i find i've lost like two hours and there's a queue of videos in youtube that have been i i'm still like i'm still haven't gone back and like after since i've beaten it i haven't gone back to it yet because i'm still just i'm just taking it all in yeah, I'm a little worried that if I start playing it again, like I'll get stuck the way I did. Thank God I had that week off of work. Thank <laughs> okay. God, because I might have gotten fired. <laughs> Dude, it was it was bad. It was bad. So, I had to plow through that game. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, that's that's the only reason I played it is because I knew I had a weekend that I could just do nothing but play that game. So I mean, luckily it's I not have very that, long. I pick it up. I mean, yeah. it's not super long, but yeah. And now it's gone. <laughs> now it's it's okay. Gone. It's okay. I've got Beyond Two Souls to look forward to at the end of the year. I'm I'm still good. Well, I hear Metro. So, uh, Joel Couture gave Metro Last Light a four point four. So maybe that should be a rebound. Hmm. No, because I don't know if I want Metro to have a bad taste in my mouth because of Bioshock, or do I want Remember Me to have a bad taste in my mouth? <laughs> Who do you want to sacrifice? It's like which game do I want to sabotage? <laughs> Should I give Capcom the benefit of the doubt, or should I let the Metro people have? Nah, don't give Capcom the benefit of the doubt. They deserve it. They deserve it. Oh, uh, see. As for me, this, I, this last week I have not played a whole lot. I did play Monaco, and actually tomorrow night, well, tonight, 
if you're listening on this on Thursday, we will be streaming Monaco live, me and at least three other people going through the game. It should be hilarious. Cause I saw one one of the guys that we're playing with, I watched him play the first two levels and he was terrible at it. So it should be pretty funny. <laughs> um let's see what else we got. I played besides Monaco, I played Rising Storm, which is it's basically, I, I want to say a mod, but it's not really a mod. It's actually an add-on or an expansion at this point for Red Orchestra 2. Instead of taking place in places like, you know, Russia and Germany, um, it takes place in Japan. Uh, and the levels I've played so far are, like, jungle-ish. Lots of bamboo, lots of mist, lots of, uh, like, water and stuff like that. And um, it's definitely, because, you know, the other game, you know, well, not other game, but Red Orchestra 2, it was a lot of open landscape so from a rifle perspective or a sniper perspective it was incredible but like you know it's games like that that make me appreciate people who actually fought in the war because in real life like you you look up and it's an open field that you know there's a sniper on the other end of it what the fuck do you do you know what i'm saying like what do you do and in, in, in the game we tell one person yo run left <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll when the guy kills you, we'll look for where he came from and shoot at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, can't do that in real life. Well, you can, well, you can but, it's just... but it's... <laughs> <laughs> so always games like that always make me appreciate like veterans who who fought and survived, and like what I call damn near impossible situations, dude. You know, uh, but Rising Storm is a bit different. You know, it's a lot more mist. I'm having trouble identifying people versus rocks sometimes <laughs> because, like, I can't tell. Like, they're so misty and, like, they're, they're kind of shrouded. I'm like, yo, is that a person or is it a rock? And I can't just shoot it because if I shoot, the flash muzzle shows where I am. And somebody will immediately take advantage of that and kill my ass. So I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a person that he twitches a little bit. It's a guy, kill him, and uh, you know, <laughs> there you go. But it has all the cool stuff from Red Orchestra Two. Based on distance, you still have to adjust your sights so you can shoot at different ranges. Um, if you get shot, like let's say you get shot but not killed, if it hits a port, an important organ, you know you start to bleed out and you need to bandage up beforehand. You know, I did have a problem throwing grenades though, but that's because I think I have to get used to trees being overhead. And once I get used to that, I'll stop killing my own people. So, um, it's it's a good game. I, I liked it a lot. But other than that, I really have not had a chance to play much. There's a lot of things going on with the website that I'm working on. And, yeah, it's just, it's been really busy. So, I haven't had a chance to play much, unfortunately. Uh, but now that that's done, let's get to our articles. Um. But you know what I did? This, I, I will say one thing about the Let's Play this time. At least I spread it out evenly among everybody this time, as opposed to me talking about my games for 15 minutes. No, actually, yeah. You had a conversation about my game. You had a conversation about his game. And you had a conversation about your game. Good job. Thank you. I try, you know. <laughs> Instead of just one long motherfucking conversation about StarCraft. Yeah, yeah, by myself. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, okay, so first off, some news that popped up as we were doing the pre-show uh ea is ending its online passes 
so yay for that. They, they, I, I don't know, like, if this is just a good thing, like, you know, EA making a smart decision, or is it that their balls are being squeezed so hard right now really? that they have to do something, <laughs> you know, to bring consumer confidence back? Because this says a lot. It says a lot when your CEO deploys their golden parachute, then, like, a week after that, you, what you, what they, they laid off 10% of their staff, you know? That says a lot about your company. That says a lot about things happening. And of course, they're going to put a brave face on and say, oh, no, everything's fine. Everything's okay. Nothing to see here. You know? But, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether or not they're just being, you know, making a smart decision or they're forced into this. Like, okay, we need people to like us again. And uh, let's get rid of something they don't like, like online passes. I kind of wonder... If this act alone means that we can't vote them like worst company of 2013, like this is their one like saving grace at least. Well, it's not gonna, it's not a saving grace, <laughs> but they're gonna. I mean, they got they can try to make things look better. Like, hey, you know, we listen to our people. We're we're okay. I mean, SimCity's still not working 100 percent correctly, but that you know, we get rid of online passes. Well, see, actually, if anything, that, this might you be. Know, you like, think they even... would just get rid of fucking? De- they'd freaking give you an offline mode for SimCity by now, and then everyone'd be like, "We love you, EA." You know. Well, uh, some people say that. Everybody's like, "It's about damn time." Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah, but yeah, at I mean, this point, I... moved on from it's... fucking SimCity, and it's bullshit. It says here that um, online passes <laughs> generated between ten and fifteen million. For EA in the first year, hmm. so I mean that's Did it uh, really. I would say that's a good number. So it's not like they weren't making money off of it. But one of the backlash was just too much, or they just noticed a lot of people well, not playing multiplayer. Yeah, but they denied for the longest time that there was any back or a significant backlash. Of I should course. Say, well, so. no, this joystick saying there was a significant backlash. Oh, and of course they're gonna deny it. You know, yeah, of course they're gonna. Everything's always okay. With yeah. the company, the things that happen to the company, um, but yeah, I mean, I know for me, like, there's a lot of games. Like, I've had, I have some EA games where I just did not play. I didn't even try online multiplayer because when I did, it asked me for the online pass, and it was easy. And even though it asked me every time I turned the game on, it was just easy to hit X to skip. It was just that easy. Like, oh, nope, skip, because I don't want to sit there and type in with my controller. 25 character pass, uh, 25 character key. I don't feel like doing it. So well, games like that, I typically don't play online anyway. Like I don't really play racing games online. But even if I had, like sometimes I get like a like a little hankering or just like, let me try it out. When I go to hit multiplayer, if it's not available, I just don't want to do it. No, I, I I think that is a valid point. That you know that simple action does create a barrier to entry that will prohibit you know the most casual of, of multiplayer. Uh, you know, participants to sort of just skip that procedure over. What what concerns me though is I, I can't imagine a comp any company, you know, let alone EA, to just w- willingly just sacrifice ten to fifteen million dollars for no apparent reason whatsoever. And I kind of feel like maybe this is sort of the first of a two part article, and the second part's going to be now this is what EA is doing, and it's going to generate them tons of money and be a pain in the ass. Uh, maybe, but, maybe or, it's like in order for our games to work, you have to be online always. Well, see that <laughs> you know, or, or that's the other thing is you know, I mean, we've heard rumors that have, haven't really panned out 
that you know maybe some of the next gen systems might you know not allow uh, you know you know like some of the games might be tied to a system and the, the part of the online pass was to help uh, you know restrict uh, you know resales of games and so maybe they're thinking well this isn't so necessary if we know upcoming systems will kind of do that for us well uh, Microsoft and Sony both did not well, both said that both stated that they're definitely not going to do it. What I maybe what I'm thinking is that now EA may start relying on digital sales. They I think they're going to start try try to push digital sales more than physical because mm-hmm. the play the places that they're actually fighting against are the retail stores that their physical products going to Best Buy, uh, Amazon, uh, GameStop, of course, Target, even. I think Target has a trade-in program. So, like, okay, fine. You want to resell our games? You do that. But we're going to sell the games online uh, for cheaper. Because, like, so, well, at least with the Vita stuff, it's, like, five bucks cheaper. But if we start seeing, like, you know, games come, like, you know, maybe this is how games remain $60. Yeah. You know, online you can get it for 60 bucks, but in retail it costs 70 Because, you know, that supply chain. I would say debt supply chain to go with the meme. <laughs> that should be the, product, the, the title of this podcast, Debt Supply Chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think you're, you're entirely right. I, could very, I think it's very intuitive to think that they could jack the price of the physical disc up by 10 for the next system. Because that's the one time when they can get away with something like that, jacking up the price of the average game. And then if they leave them just a little bit cheaper on, online and kind of push that, I mean, we're we're fundamentally headed in that direction anyway. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. It's just it's gonna be a it's gonna be a culture shift for console gamers. PC gamers would already have like would already be okay with it. Like with me and my Vita, I have only bought one physical title, one. That's it. So yeah, I think like, PC gamers will already be with it. It'll be a culture shift for console gamers, and I think it'll be an easier transition because the PC gamers have already we've worked with Steam since the beginning. Yeah. yeah, but you got to understand that this it won't exactly be like Steam quality either. There'll be yeah. the rough there'll be the rough patch just like Steam had. It depends. It all depends. It depends on how Sony implements the sto- like their 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 stuff. Like right now, actually the PS the the, the, the PSN the new? store, like the PSN the, Go ahead. Yeah, the well the PS4, yeah. I, I imagine the PSN store is going to look the same though. Yeah, like the new PSN store is pretty wicked. Yeah, like I like I think like Sony had like they took notes from Steam. Uh, and other successful digital distribution services, and I think they're on the right path. Like they don't have to make the same mistakes. Will right. we? Will we see Origin on the PS4 or the next Xbox? We fucking better not. I don't know. I wonder. That that'll be interesting. I, I don't know if these if these consoles will allow other online stores. I don't think the Xbox will. To be honest, I with don't you. think I don't think Sony will let that fly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. So that like I don't know if anybody lets it fly, it'll be Sony though. Yeah, well, if any, but, if if so, if they break that barrier, it'll be Sony to let that break because Xbox tends to keep all its services in a tight little niche on its on its own. Right, and I'm pretty sure they'd still get a cut. You know, well, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I don't. But EA doesn't really play nice with others. They showed that with Steam. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why I don't have Mass Effect Three. Why I don't have Battlefield. You know, and um, I'm still living my life, so <laughs> everything's okay. That's what I tell myself at night when I 
when I think about finishing Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. Uh huh. Yeah. When you can pirate and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> when they make that super deluxe edition and finally put it on Steam, I'll get it. Like they did with Crisis 2. Like they took Crisis 2 off and then they put it back on. Um, they put it back on and with the with the maximum edition of Steam. So I have hope. I have hope that EA makes smart decisions. Well, don't they have the trilogy bundle out now with they all three and do, disc? But it's, it's for console only. Oh, you play it on PC. I played it on PC. Like that, I, that, I, that's I, not. I, they, don't have the, they don't have it on PC. The uh, the discs. No. And even if they did, it. you'd have to download it from Origin. Well, yeah, 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 but I thought they did. Hold on, I gotta. I was planning on getting that someday. Damn it. Well, uh, they might have it, but I bet the PS, I bet the Mass Effect Three has a code for it. They download through Origin. Yeah, it's probably Origin based, but we'll see. For the PC version of the trilogy, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they have the Mass Effect trilogy for uh, DVD ROM. Yeah, that's all three games for PC. Yeah. Yeah, but is are all or- three a disc? Does it use Origin though? That's the thing, because. I mean, it can come on a disc, but it'll, it'll still... It'll probably still use Origin, yeah. Origin, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's the problem. That's the problem, yeah, yeah and I, I still don't want to use Origin, so... I fucking accidentally got using Uplay. It's only 4175 yeah, on Uplay. Amazon. Yeah, that was such a dupe. I feel people feel bad for people who bought it on Steam to avoid Uplay, and then you still had to install Uplay. That really pissed me off. Yeah, because Uplay, <laughs> as shitty as I think Origin is, Uplay is shittier. Like it is. is like such a waste of goddamn time. It's like, yo, who put this together? The, the Frenchman. <laughs> that's who. <laughs> that really should be like Origins, uh, like slogan. Like we're not you play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you play is is really shitty. So I, I I don't even know like what they're planning on doing with that. But uh, but yeah, let's move on to our next topic. The the original first topic <laughs> that we were gonna talk about was the Diablo 3 auction house coming back online. So, um, last week, I can't remember if it was before the match cast, or... I think it was right after. Right after the match cast? I think you're right about that. Uh, basically, there was a, uh, I guess it was an update to Diablo 3, and the update brought a bug that allowed players to exploit the auction house, and they were able to make a lot of gold. Like, what do they have to do? They had to, um... They, they had, had to they sell had to create, something. Yeah, no, no, they didn't have to sell. They had to create an auction, and the bug was that when they created the auction, they could set the price to be higher than uh, what it should be. They, like there was an open integer, and then so they'd put the money into the system, and then they'd ask for the money back, and because the money coming back could only be so much, they they got the extra money. Yeah. So that and basically people just kept doing it over and over and over again. So Blizzard shut down the auction house, and they what they actually did was they found all the people who used the bug, took the money back, and this is like real world money, you know, after doing throughout the through the conversion, took all the money back, put the auction house back online with people who didn't use the bug. They still had all of their stuff, and then the the money, the real world money that they collected, is actually going to be donated. To a uh, to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital, or hospitals, I should say. Sorry. And I mean the reason. I mean it's not big news. Well, I guess technically speaking, it's big news, but it's too. You know, too, we don't talk about stories like this. Just like you know, you know, news items 
in this way, but the reason I want to bring it up is because I think it's actually pretty good the way Blizzard handled the situation. They could have easily rolled back the entire server. Uh, and the, that means people who did not cheat would have, would have been heavily affected because their progress would have been rolled, would have been rolled, rolled back. And I think I, I commend Blizzard for actually using the manpower because it couldn't have been easy to track down these people. You know, like that, uh, to, use, to use the manpower to track down the people who uh, abused the bug, you know, and then actually getting taken care of, you know, punishing well, those people. Well, they've had such bad press for Diablo 3. It's about time they got something good going for them. There's, yeah. there's actually been sort of a groundswell of. Diablo three love that I'm here. No, seriously, like I, I think really? like, originally, I, like people I played and they got bored, and now that like people are slowly trickling back, and they're like, hey, you know what? The game's a bit better since we left, and it, it's not it's not as how is it better? They they I think they they've they fixed some of the scaling issues, and it's not as repetitive, and and some of the the as far as like the the monster power versus some of the PVE skills, it's not it's not quite you know it's not quite as grindy as as you would expect or at least at this point maybe the people going back are the ones who go or like going back for the grind so they're not the ones complaining but mm-hmm. i don't know i've heard know. i've heard people I, enjoying themselves again i honest i'm just gonna stick with torchlight too i still have to go finish that up my why i'm actually we're less than a month out from uh, marvel heroes i've got my I'm, I'm waiting for that to come out that's gonna basically be free to play diablo except you're playing as the marvel heroes that sounds like X Men Legends or it is Marvel it is like a, Ultimate yes, Alliance. Yes, it is. Which, whatever except, the fuck happened to those games? Well, that's the. Th- it is. Imagine take those games, except imagine them like just a little more Diablo like, and that's pretty much what you've got. It's it's it's. I think it's going to be crazy. Huh? I don't know. I I always liked X Men Legends, but then it got out of hand. Yeah, it did. I'm not a. I wasn't really a big X Men Legends fan. I guess I'm not a big. I mean, I I like Torchlight Two. Um, I didn't get into Diablo Three because so many people were just like, no, <laughs> you know, they were complaining about it so much, so I didn't bother. But I don't know. I I don't know. It feels like <laughs> I think it's just a time thing. Like I don't. You know, dungeon crawlers are time consuming, man. I think you just can't. I don't think you can do time sinks very well. I think like your your schedule and the way you play. I don't think you can get into time sinks unless it's like RPGs and you set the time up. I don't even, do you play RPGs? I do play RPGs. Hmm. But you know, I do get in the time sinks, but I don't mean to. Like like two Saturdays ago, me uh, and two friends played StarCraft 3v3 and we played it for eight hours straight. Like without even noticing it, and I multiple mean, games though, right? Yeah, multiple games. Yeah, but we got in. We did not. We maybe took a couple bathroom breaks, but we didn't eat food. We went from game to game to game to game for eight hours of StarCraft. It was a damn shame. Totally wasted that day. <laughs> but did you? Yep. Sounds like a fun day. <laughs> it was a fun day. It was a great day. We had a lot of fun. Came up with some new strats and tried some things out. And, like, when I looked up and saw the sun setting, I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I got to go after these next games. <laughs> you know, like, and did you? Uh, yes, actually. Because, oh. you know, then we needed, everybody started realizing, you know, like, we're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to eat. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I just, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't mean to get into time sinks, but I do. You know, that's that's the thing. But uh, I, I do want to finish Torchlight too, and a couple other games. Like shit, I want to play. I, I just want. I want to play Crater. Period. Because <laughs> it, it looks pretty cool, and I think the the multiplayer mode is is available now for it too. For Crater at this point, because when it first came out, it wasn't available. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, kudos to Blizzard for for you know I, I handling it the way I think it, it was a uh, no like the way they handled it was perfect. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. So there, here's your one kudo from me to you don't Blizzard. get kudos, That's, you get kudo, you get kudo <laughs> for all the shit I for all the shit I had to deal with Diablo three. You get one, <laughs> and don't get happy. No. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Fuck console Diablo three. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our next topic, which is actually about the PS4. No real new information, but it was an article uh, that we found on Shack News about how Infamous Second Son influenced the PlayStation Four. And uh, basically, it, it starts off with uh, with uh, Brian Fleming, who was uh, one of the producers of the game, saying that you know they started Infamous Second Son before uh, Sucker Punch was brought into Sony, um, which I didn't even realize that, so- that Sony bought Sucker Punch. But anyway, uh, they started that game before the PS4 was, uh, while the PS4 was just an idea. Okay, this is before 2011. Actually, when did Infamous 2 actually come out? Uh, it came out in 2011 wait we're in 2011 because okay. that's when i graduated and i remember playing it yeah yeah so yeah it was like came out in 2011 so around the time, same time the infamous 2 came out they were already working on second son and basically he was saying that sony well they were sending representatives to sucker punch on a regular basis to talk about what the game and what they actually needed like what do you need from us things like um, how big are the individual regions in a city going to be? How much data do you think the city's going to be? How quickly do you need to load them? How uh, much texture do you need? Uh, you know, how much how much textures do you need in each city? Like very mm-hmm. important questions, like very design specific questions, so they could design the hardware around the types of games that developers wanted to develop, which is interesting because typically you 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 know when it was clear with the Xbox. 360 and the PS3, Sony and Microsoft wanted to build these powerhouses to catch up with PC. They wanted, yeah. to, they wanted to have these powerhouse systems, and the developers had to learn to develop around that, which was Sony's biggest problems with the PS3. The reason cell processor. Cell processor was so hard to de- – well, not so hard to develop for, but it was uh, it was harder to develop for than the, the, the processor in the Xbox. So a lot of the developers, you know, they prefer the Xbox to the PS3. Um, but – you know, developers have to learn to develop around that ecosystem, whereas Sony is like, well, tell us what you want to do and we'll develop well, that, they've been, you know, the system around that. Ever since the PS4 has been announced, they've been saying that. Like, we reached out to developers and we want to know what they wanted. Like, that's been almost like their slogan for the PS4. Developer-built console. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've been saying that a lot. But to hear a developer give it in this, you know, detail... detail like basically, yeah. like you know, when I was when they originally said that, I was thinking they that Sony, you know, they probably called a couple of head well, studios. It's like, well, what are you guys really looking for? And they're on the front, like, hmm, I don't know, maybe this would be nice, that would be nice. But actually, sending a representative 
at different points in time, several times to their studio to say, hey, what's going on? Show me what you got and show, us, show me what you need. Hmm. And, and actually, one of, the, um, one of the developers, I think it actually might have been Fleming himself, was actually sent to Japan just to test and give feedback on the DualShock controller, on the DualShock 4, and say what they were looking for, what they liked, what they didn't like, and Sony built it around that. And I guess the, the biggest, uh, the biggest boon for Sony is that you know, uh, according to Fleming, it wasn't just them; it was well, a lot of independent third-party developers. Yeah, I think what Sony finally realized is people typically don't like. Don't get me wrong; all Sony, all Sony, Sony exclusives are are pretty good. But what made the PS2 so awesome was the Sony exclusives plus all the third party exclusives and like that's what to me what made the PS2 like remarkable was all the how big that library was and how many good games were there exclusively on the PS2 that came from third parties you know what i mean right well that's so, insane, but well even even the the exclusives on the PS3 were still third party well, well, I mean, there was, yeah. What? Which ones? Well, Naughty Dog, like um, anything Naughty Dog did. Naughty Dog is a third party. Oh yeah, you know, Naughty Dog. That well, Sucker Punch for Infamous. That like, Infamous One, Infamous Two came out as a third party game, and now Sucker Punch is under Sony's. You know. Yeah. Roof. Well, Sony tends to absorb anyone that does amazing, apparent. And that's eventually. a good habit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good habit. So you guys are I'm, awesome. Honestly, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't thrown a check at Naughty Dog. But probably because Naughty Dog wants to stay third party. They they probably have offered. They probably they, have. I offered. bet you they have several times. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I guess Crash Bandicoot isn't owned by Sony. No, oh. no, that's Naughty Dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's owned by Naughty Dog. Which is weird, given that they tried to make Crash their Mario or Sonic. That just that's why I was they, wondering: Does Naughty Dog own Sonic? They do. Like that just shows how uh, I guess they how their relationship is. How desperate they were for a mascot back in the day. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I'm saying that's a good strategy. Like they you had know. Spyro. Well, well, Spyro not anymore. Yeah, well, you, you can't. He's a Skylander now, isn't he? He's a Skylander. Yeah, yeah no, that's yeah. That, that's not his game. His branding Skylanders. Yeah, so. he's one of them now. Yeah, but Insomniac sold Spyro to any el- elsewhere. So it's Activision. Yep. Activision's now. Yep. That's why it's the Skylanders was, was an idea, and when that idea did good, they started to rape it. So <laughs> that's what's going on with Skylanders. Soon, parent, soon parents are going to be tired of this shit. Like, no, I'm not buying you another damn toy. I know, I know parents who actively compete with their kids and will buy themselves the figures and not give them to their kids because they're 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 busy playing with them. Well, you know what? The thing is, like, when I go on, because uh, uh, with my job, I have to go to a lot of different sites. I've been on uh, more than one site, and I've heard parents talking about Skylanders with other adults and how they're fucking sick of, like, their kid coming. Like, you know, every new wave that comes out, now they have to buy more stuff. Well, yeah, well, that's... <laughs> that's how Activision <laughs> that, that's fucking works. being a parent, because if, if it's not Skylanders, it's Pokemon. If it's not Pokemon, that's it's... true. You know, it's, it's action figures, no. it's whatever. It's, it's there's always going to be something your kid is going to be pestering you for. And with, as a parent, with Pokemon, with Pokemon, those were individual games that apparently don't come out well, that often. No, well, Skylanders, you, you have the game, and you have the fucking... You need... 
to have like the 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 statues. Yeah, but I like mean, that. kids. Oh, it's brilliant. Kids wanted the card game, and kids wanted the action figures and the but, VHS tapes of the show, and they had to wake their parents up every morning to make sure that they'd watch Pokemon. But those are all and, separate things. You don't need one for the other to work. With Skylanders, you need the whole ecosystem. Well, fundamentally, you don't need any of it. <laughs> that is very true. I think Nick is the most right one here. Yeah, Technically, yeah. we don't need any of it. Oh, it's all... Uh, no, it's a total necessity. You know, first world... In the first world, you need Skylanders. Yeah, no, it's... No, I mean, no, no. Activision... I mean, I, I, I don't know whether to applaud or, or just be complete, completely, like, disgusted with Activision. As a, as a mean, business, it no, is it's genius. Brilliant. It is it's brilliant. brilliant. I, I mean, it, it, no, it's... it's I mean, they combined... They took the, the addictive nature of video games and combined it with, like, a kid's desire to collect things. And it's... I, I mean, this is... I mean, it's just... It's, it's like Darwin capitalism as applied to like marketing to children it's brilliant it is but and so yeah it just it, you're right it just sucks for the parents i can see why they you know yeah they don't those like that it. don't play would be sick of it. yeah but as like back to to the article i just i don't know man. i have really I, my hopes aren't up yet i don't have high i don't have my i don't i'm not getting my hopes up for the ps4 but it really sounds like sony learned from the mistakes of the ps3 and not only that, but they've been keeping their ear to the ground, and they're like the developers are our bread and butter. They make if they make the software, people will buy the hardware, you know, and like that's what they're going for. If the if you uh, enable the developers to make awesome games on your console, you know, they will. They like they you know if you build it, they will come. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, after I watched David Cage. Uh, have a video about the PS4. And apparently, he's already got something in the works for the PS4 already. Well, yeah, I imagine a lot of people do. Uh, even though I don't think the the new Xbox, whatever it's going to be called, is, in terms of ease of development, isn't going to be a slouch either. Because I know, oh, no. my, I'm sure Microsoft, be they made it clear even be- before everybody started talking about next gen that they wanted uh, high interoperability between the Xbox and or the Xbox and the PC, and if they allow it so that, you know, it's easy for developers to go back and forth between the Windows and the Xbox, that's going to be golden. If they allow Xbox games to be played on the PC, like it was rumored they would, oh my god, that is a huge boon for the Xbox. Yeah. Huge boon for the Xbox. Like, oh yeah, Halo, you buy it once, it works on both. Oh well, that, my god! Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that would actually though, that's, my, <laughs> that's my imitation of Halo fans. <laughs> no, but one one of the things we've seen though is is uh, a lot of people have said like this coming PS4 is very akin to programming for a PC, at least more so than the cell. Right. And there's a lot of expectations that there'll be a lot of like, oh hey, it's not that hard to port your PS3 game to the PC or vice versa. So I'm wondering maybe if if Microsoft can leverage that and say, hey, look, you make an Xbox game that works on the PC. There's no porting involved. That sort of adds like an extra few steps between getting a game from the Xbox to the PS4. As so long maybe as they're they- kind of hoping like, hey, at least this way we can kind of you know wall our garden in that regard yeah as long as they keep the multiplayer separated we'll be fine yeah yeah we cannot we cannot we cannot have another shadow run incident happen oh god yeah (laughs) they need to have their own water fountain like (laughs) 
<laughs> sounds so like what? What is this? What would this be called? Segregation. <laughs> we like, need. I was talking like it's racist, but it's not racist. Like need, it's not racist. We just need platform segregation for multiplayer. Is it platformist? <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, you know, a platform is is made as a platform. It doesn't get to choose what platform it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, playing a first person shooter with somebody like if you're a PC player and you're playing a first person shooter with somebody on a console. It's like somebody in the NBA playing with, you know, with somebody from the Handicap League on their team. Not that there's anything wrong with playing the Handicap League. But still, can't dunk in the Handicap League. <laughs> That's a fact. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble or for that Or I one. know. <laughs> <laughs> Smashcast. Yeah. We talk about the handicap league. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, I couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to say NBA and WNBA because then oh, I'd really be in be... trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it, so rather, rather than piss off all the, anyway. like, rather than piss off all our fans in the WNBA, you're pissing off all our fans who are possibly handicapped. Uh yeah, that was a bad analogy. Just, no, then he just pissed off all the girls. Pretty much is what he did. No, no, no. That was that was that was unfair of me. I'm just trying to think. Like, they they have a handicap. Like they have like console players. When you play with a controller, you have a handicap versus somebody on PC. I'm sorry. Like versus mouse and keyboard. Yeah, unless you have something with that one to one ratio, like a like a mouse, you are you are playing at a handicap. No, no words. Everybody's leaving me out the drive now. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, right? <laughs> like, you, they, Nothing. When you put it that way. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. And when I, yeah, I mean, handicap, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, shut up. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this political correctness shit. Okay. <laughs> Console players playing with a controller. Cannot keep up with PC players playing mouse and keyboard and first-person shooters. Okay, I was say you better end that with FPS before. Yeah, or what actually, if- I'll, I'll even say this: PC players playing with a mouse and keyboard are probably gonna have a hard time keeping up with console players and racing games. Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. racing with mouse and keyboard. Exactly, because you're playing <laughs> with a handicap right now. It goes both ways. So, so fundamentally, though, all we need is just a better interface for both systems, like either getting a controller for your PC or some sort of mouse keyboard interface for your console. And theoretically, the barriers are eliminated, and we can intermingle uh, as, as much as yes. we want. And the thing is, you can already put a controller on the PC. Yeah, I like mean, you could. And... I, you know what? It's funny. You can plug a mouse and keyboard to the PS3. Uh you can, but it doesn't work with every game. That's true. I mean, and it's basically for surfing the web. But what I'm saying basically is, you can fucking plug one in. I don't know why there's not why people don't interfit build a control scheme to register a mouse and keyboard, but whatever. I, I think I think that just goes back to the fundamental: how many people are willing to live with a keyboard and a mouse in their living room? Mm. I well, am. <laughs> well, I, I mean, but I don't have to have the computer in the living room. I just need a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, but it's it, the, the the computer. I think is actually the fairly unobtrusive part. You can you know put like a 
tablecloth over that or something or you know you, you can spruce up the computer kind of hide it away it's the mouse and keyboard that's gonna be on your coffee table yeah yeah and ipads on the coffee table too but uh but I, ipads are, are trendy yeah that's like that's like fanning your magazines yeah <laughs> Oh my God! You know, down here it gets so I'm hot. I'm sorry, I didn't know we were in the home of garden of gaming over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, home well, you're talking to me about like the the mouse and keyboard just doesn't fit in the living room, and I'm just like well, aesthetic. Yeah, I'm just like I thought I was supposed to be the anyway. Yeah, he said it doesn't go with like <laughs> I'm trying to think of a color. That's close to orange, but not actually orange. Beige. And you can't call it. No, it can't even be. It has to be some type of special color. Like, you know how there's, like, pink, <laughs> and then there's, like, mauve? Yeah. It has to be, like, something like that. You know, it's one of those off colors that, you know, you can't call it, the, you know, a regular color. Like, it's not, you know, it's not Wait, purple. It's, it's purple. magenta. You know? Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, we need to move on. Uh, we need to move on. Actually, I think Mikey just lost power. He sent us a message saying, like, there's hails the size of golf balls where he is, and I think a meteor just hit his house. I think he's he's running to, to get his keyboard out of his living room. <laughs> yeah, so he he <laughs> he just disappeared off of this. Off the, oh, is he back? Yeah. Oh, okay. We thought you died. No. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he keeps coming back, Zombie Mikey. Uh, let's. That topic look, was a disaster. Look, I asked him. <laughs> look, look. I did up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start. Okay, so you know, it's just infinite lives at this point. So just keep going. Gotcha. I'm gonna try to roll off of that topic and not think about how how, how badly I fucked that one up. Which one? <laughs> so what about the PS4? What we just got done talking about. I got uh, lost into the Howling Garden part. Yeah. So let's move on to the next topic, which is actually about Steam trading cards, which is totally not what I thought it was. Let me tell you a quick story. Okay. I'm driving today. I get an email saying that somebody sent me a gift. Boom. It's Mikey. Hey, sends me this thing about Steam trading cards. Now, I have not read any of the news yet at all. Uh-huh. And... It's like, I thought you would have a lot of... He said, you know, you thought I have a lot of cards because of all the games I have. And I'm like, okay, true. But I instantaneously thought that this was, like, actually a game. I instantaneously thought that this was a game <laughs> where basically you get trading cards um, and you can, like, do card battles based off of games that you have on Steam. I'm like, that's a real cool idea. And my second thought, literally about two seconds after that, is, like, when I get home... I'm going to find out what cards I have, and I'm going to beat Mikey's ass with the other cards I have. <laughs> you have. <laughs> that, that's, that is my second thought. Like, I am going to win. I don't even know anything about this game, but I'm going to whoop Mikey's even, ass at no, it. No, it has nothing to do with Yeah, exactly. So when I get home... You're such a competitive asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You are like the epitome of competitive ass. Don't even know anything about the game. You're just instantly going to... I'm just going to kick his ass. I don't even fucking care. (laughs) (laughs) That That is the second thought I had. (laughs) <laughs> when, when I looked and this is all just from reading the email of me getting the invite <laughs> I'm just like I'm gonna beat Mikey's ass 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's that is a true story that happened today. <laughs> <laughs> and then you read the article. <laughs> and then I get home and I go to install it and it instantly installs, right? Yeah. And then I go to play it and the ex- it's like it has no executable. I'm like, what the fuck? So I delete it. And then it goes away. It disappears completely. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I read the article that it's a feature. Like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so I actually, I, I, all you have to do to get an invite is join that Steam group. And I joined the Steam group, so I should be getting, uh, like, I should be opted in soon to it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Mikey, Mikey is saved. <laughs> it's not a real fucking game. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a real game. No, uh, no, not to invite you to games because you're just gonna be the competitive asshole. <laughs> anyway, it, it, to be fair, it was like if you invite me to a co-op game, that's one thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's play together. Yeah, but if you yeah. invite me to a competitive game, fuck that, I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you got That's that's how winners think, Mikey. All right, <laughs> good to know. That's how winners, yeah. quotation marks. So think, now think. let's get into what Steam trading cards actually is. Okay. Everyone's probably like, "What the fuck are they talking?" About? Yeah, like, what is a st- what is Steam trading cards? Like, okay, so basically, Steam trading cards. Actually, I'll just read it here. What it says on the group is that Steam trading cards are virtual cards earned by playing games on Steam that can be combined to game badges. Uh, to collect cards, play any of the participating trading card beta games to get trading cards. Up to half the card set is dropped through the gameplay. The other half is earned through your collecting prowess. So I'm assuming you get cards based on your progress and then also with achievements? No. Yeah. I, no, I think what it is is that you get – like ha- I think everybody has a certain set – certain cards will drop for certain people, uh-huh. but it's all different cards for different people. So you're only going to get half the set by playing the game. You have to trade for the other half. Well, I think you uh-huh. might That's your also collecting get special prowess. cards. I think there might be special cards that you unlock, like via achievements, in a sense as well. Uh, that might be, that might be. But I you, think but, there. I think that's what they mean by prowess is by doing certain things, like by or you know achievements, basically by doing a certain thing, you would unlock the card. No, see, I I got the impression that they, that they want you to have to trade for the other half. No, play, I get that. But, play for the, but play I, I think I, I get the fact that you're saying that like you're only going to have access to a certain amount because you're that person. But I think also there will be special cards that you can be unlocked if you do these crazy things. Oh yeah, there might be. Yeah. But there will also be that trading system like you talked about. Yeah. Like I think that I think that'll happen as well. Yeah. I think it's a Either way, it'll work. I think if, if if you have to trade for other people to get the cards. Uh, so the other thing is, uh, well, another thing I should say, uh, crafting game badges. Once you've collected a set of cards, you can craft them into a game badge, like the current badges and then you get the current badges like were only available during the uh like the summer sales and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the different types of steam sales but uh they're tied to your account and shown in your profile unlike current badges yeah. crafting game badges earns you tradable items like emoticons profile backgrounds and coupons uh level up your badge by collecting the set again and earning more items so you can i guess you can multiply the, the amount of badges if you keep on getting them and you oh, can man. level, and you I can just level thought, up the badge. Like, everyone, everyone is just going to buy games for the Steam and for the Steam Summer and Winter Sale, just for goddamn cars. Yeah, well, shit. I mean, people, I, I like me and a shit ton of people bought Train Simulator just because it was Train Simulator and it was five dollars. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine that 
for a trading card, they'll you start get buying that more. Trade simulator card, Jared. Dude, you, you know, like you, you, you read Reddit. You saw how many, th- people, how many threads of and people like putting up pictures of them, of them derailing trains. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I think people stop playing the game when they realize, like, oh shit, like, I really have to pay attention to what I'm doing on this damn train. <laughs> like, I can't just hit the train full speed and go around the corner because it's going to derail. <laughs> and it's not fun, like, you know, like, uh, you know, having a death pit in, like, you know, uh, what's the name of that game? Um, like, the, the theme park simulator. What's it called? Uh, roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, roller coaster tycoon. Have like a death pit where, like, you know, you have a roller coaster and it doesn't complete the track, so it flies off and goes into a pit <laughs> of lions. Like that's entertainment. But watch, watching a train derail is like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the same thing. It's not the same. Yeah. So pro, I didn't even know you can get put backgrounds on your profiles, but I guess you will be able to soon. Coupons <laughs> is what I'm more concerned about. Uh, yeah, discounts off Steam. I'll take it. I got yeah. discounts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, also now leveling up, it talks about the two. All badges now have XP, which contributes to your Steam level. That's going to be new, too, I'm guessing. A summary of your badge collection. Uh, you it's can- Oh, it's a summary of your badge collection. Gotcha. It uh, sounds you- like... T- oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you can uh, view someone's Steam level by hovering over their avatar. Leveling up earns you non-tradable items like profile showcases, extra friend list slots. And more. Yep. I don't it have. Sounds... I don't use friend lists. I guess. Yeah, I don't do that either. It sounds like to me like they finally just like compiled like a way to keep up with everyone's achievements, like trophies and the achievement score. But basically, they, they turned they turned buying games into a meta game. Yep. That's what they did. Yep. They turned buying games well, into God a meta damn game. It, Valve. And you know what? No. I got wind. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I can't say lose. goodbye to all no. your fucking money. Just say goodbye. You know, the, the only way to win is not to play at all. Dude, yeah, exactly. This is like heroin. <laughs> like, you know, you chase the dragon, but you never catch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Maybe that should be the title of this podcast. <laughs> Dude, like... It should be the title of your biography. <laughs> <laughs> Skynet was formed. Uh, dude, yeah, this—they made a meta game out of buying video games, like Valve so and Geniuses. Fucked. They're evil. Like, I don't—they're—they're they're, they're evil, but you know, they're—they're they're still the hero. It's—it's it's, the it's good insane. guy evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is just evil, like you know, marketing geniuses over there at Valve. God Where's Half Life Three? That's the dragon the you never guy. catch. What's face? Oh yeah, Darn forget Lucas. they have yeah 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 you're right yeah oh but it, it's it's one of those things like I kind of get why they're doing this because the other thing too is then like oh you, you level up and then you get these profiles and showcases that you can show off in a, in a way that almost kind of fundamentally helps drive the marketing for the games and it, it, it's a way almost for them to sort of easily identify like who's I guess especially because a lot part of this involves trading for cards there's a very social aspect to this and so you're not just going to be able to get this. You're not just going to be able to get this if all you do is play the games. Like you have to sort of have you know 
friends and ostensibly be able to sort of manipulate, you know, manipulate them more or less to get the cards you want. And so the people that have the most showcases, because I think what every 10 levels you get a new showcase, the people that have the most showcases, they're sort of going to be influential within the Steam community. And I think it's an easy way for Valve to sit there and say, okay, this is who we know is sort of like, you know, the, the, the movers oh, and shakers shit. that, you know, the, the these are the people that if we influence them, then they have the most influence amongst the crowd. Oh and it's easy for them to identify them and it's also easy for them to manipulate them then. How and do they so do this? it's like an Eve. <laughs> kind of, kind, kind of. I mean, it's it's really, it's really like twistedly clever on their part. Because on the other hand, I mean, you know, everybody that plays Steam is playing it, or, you know, playing Steam. But everybody that's on Steam is on Steam because they play games. And so to sit there and gamify the entire Steam process, nobody's going to argue with that because everybody's going to be like, "Oh my God, give me more crack." So. <laughs> Like it, it's, I mean, it, it works to Bell's benefit. It works to the player's benefit. Um, I, it, it's it works to I, our player's benefit, meaning we're going to lose more money. Well, exactly, which works to Valve's benefit. Yeah, but you're getting more games. You're getting more enjoyment. That um, I'll never no, play because really, I already buy tons of games I don't play. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the problem. Though. If you, if you, but no, see, here's the interesting thing, though, is that if you don't play them, then you're not going to be earning the cards that you need to earn by playing them. So I'm going to lose my job because I'm going to quit to play. But you'll have an amazing so showcase can... on Steam. Yeah, you know, and that's what really matters. <laughs> but actually, you know, you, you can play just enough. You can play just enough to get a few cards and then trade for other cards and then see how that goes. I mean, fundamentally, you don't even need to play a game to actually get all the cards if you know enough people who play it and they need cards from a game that you play. So, you know, again, that's that's where the whole, you know, that's sort of the real meat of the game in this case. I mean, to say that you're going to earn cards from playing another game, that's, you know, that's gravy. You're, you're already playing that game anyway. But the real the real meat here is, is that you have to go out and actually find people who you know who have been playing the games for the cards you need. I wonder if this will make people hold off and wait for PC ports now of console games. Uh, I can't imagine. I can't, I can't imagine too strongly, but yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's because they want the fucking card. Yeah, but are you going to sit there? Is it, I mean, it, assuming that you want a game, are you really going to sit there and say, I'm going to wait six months because, damn it, I want that Steam badge? And who's to say well, that the, who's well, no, to say that, like, but Sony doesn't do this on the PlayStation? And then now, now which badge are you going for? I mean, I'm not talking about the six-month, like, wait-long period. I'm talking about, like, how Tomb Raider was. Like, it was on console, then, like, was it, like, a week later, two weeks later, that it came out on Steam? Or was that Universal? Yeah, I think it was, was like, a week or two later. Like, six months, well, duh, I'm just going to play the console version and just say, fuck it. And then maybe buy the other version on the Steam sale and never play it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have games now. I don't... You know, I still have. I've never played Deus Ex. Well, they, um, I I own it too, and I've never played. I, you know, it. you know why? I told you guys why I bought that, right? Because you like Fortress Two, man. Team Fortress Two <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's why. That is why I pre-ordered that game. No, I, I was bought, not checking for that game at all. I guess. I and guess I'll I, send you the Skullgirls hats that I'm dude, getting. <laughs> I I was not checking for that game at all. And then I saw like when when it popped up on like you know when you active when you when you turn on Steam it popped up. And the uh, the preview thing. Hey, there's TF2 items if you pre-order Deus Ex. Click. <laughs> Let me ask you this: That's all you had to say, bro. Let me ask you this: When was the last time you played TF2 with one of those hats? Um, actually, I still. It's not a hat. It's actually a couple of cool things. Like you get glasses and like a mask, and the heavy gets like a mechanical arm. And I have those equipped now. 
Not to okay. mention it has one of the best. It's like one of the better guns, one of the best TF2 guns I think, which allows me to shoot two people through the head simultaneously. They hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the metal arm is cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it was a. Uh, it was yeah. a worthy purchase. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it, it was totally worth it. But I have other games that I bought strictly for TF2 items, and you know. Like actually, I kind of wish I would have pre-ordered Sleeping Dogs simply so I could have got like the little uh, like the Japanese not Japanese but the the little banner. Either way, yeah. So that's I think it's gonna work. Okay, oh, it's <laughs> gonna work. It's totally gonna work. That's, that goes without saying. Did you yeah. Get the Bioshock st- shit. I did I pre-order? Uh, actually, I did pre-order Bioshock, so I should have. Yeah. Okay, just checking. I, I haven't played TF2 since Bioshock because you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, I, I mean, this is going to be pretty cool. I'm getting into the beta, so I'm definitely going to check it out. And I know that Mike's in the beta. Me and him will probably be, uh, you know, we'll we'll be trading, you know. <laughs> if I have any, I don't. Yeah, I should have. Well, I don't. You know, I, I, I'm still confused. Like, is it going to take, like, did they make some for previous stuff or is it only for new stuff? I think is previous there... stuff. Like right, right, right now, there's only, what, six games that it applies to? I think, to? like, Dota 2 and some other shit. Yeah. It's, uh, Dota 2, CS... CSGO. Probably T- all, like, Valve TF2, stuff, predominantly. Portal 2, Half-Life 2. I mean, if I have to 2. go back and replay those games, especially like Portal, I'd do it. Well, oh, my God, this might give me a reason to play Portal 2 again. I know, like I've been, I've been kind of actually toying around with the idea. Such an <laughs> awesome game, it really is. You know, damn, hmm. that was such a good game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that thing is gonna be pretty cool. Um. You know, we'll, I'll keep you up to date. You know, I, hopefully, I get my beta, my new beta invite back soon. <laughs> and uh, oh, what the fuck happened with that? Yeah, seriously, like, I deleted it. and I thought it was just gonna be in my Steam list. I have to reinstall it, and it was like negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm gone in the wind, but um, yeah. So we'll see. But we'll keep. Well, um, at least me and Mikey. I'm not sure if uh, you know, Nick's gonna get too involved. No. <laughs> He's, no. no. Yeah. Playing any of those games, and I'm not gonna go out of my way to play those games in the near future. So. Yeah, we gotta get. We gotta inject the crack in the system. He just doesn't and, understand and, the. Yeah. We gotta really like turn the knob on the valve to him or something. I got no. That's my, Blizzard's my pusher. Yeah. Yeah, you support that Activision. Yeah, yeah. I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. like it's like, you know, you buy cocaine, you actually, you know, supposedly supporting the Colombian drug lords. Yeah. I actually I actually go to the bad <laughs> part of town. Yeah. Uh, I need that game time, man. You got any extra game time? Nick is scratching his neck. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh maybe I know too much about that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move on on that note. Um, just want to hit this one really quick before we go to our last topic, and it's regarding um, Steam Greenlight. And uh, we've talked to developers on more than one occasion, and actually, I talked to a couple more developers at PAX who have voiced their opinion on not very uh, not being very happy with Steam Greenlight. Um, and Valve apparently had a, uh, a powwow with them. Which was transcripted by, uh, you know, uh, somebody on develop, and uh, you know, uh, developers were voicing their concerns, saying that, you know, most of their game, like, well, I should say one developer specifically voices opinion, said he talked to other developers, 
and saying that, you know, they each get about 15k visitors the first week, and then it falls off a cliff, you know. And he brings up the point, you know, if he only, if he only getting, like, let's say, 15k or 20k users looking at his Greenlight page, and Steam has millions of users, that's very, very low. And he's saying that, um, you know, that, that there's something wrong with that, since only, you know, a couple, you know, a handful of thousand or 20,000 versus the millions of users Steam has that, you know, Valve is not pushing the program properly. And Valve's response kind of was to that. It was like, well, no, we see millions of voters. Um, actually said approximately 2 million people have voted, they said. So they're saying that they're seeing the traffic, but according to developers, unless you get, like, press, you're not, get, you're not getting those votes or those views at, the, at least. You know, even like um, uh, the guys from Xyla who were pushing out um, Rush Brothers, you know, they released their games on other platforms before Steam, you know, in hopes to get, you know, some type of like, you know, press or buzz going so it can finally be greenlit and then come onto the platform. Uh, so it looks like Valve is listening, but it almost seems like they're kind of not. You know, Valve said they are actively looking into it and making more tools available for developers uh, you know, before their projects get approval, but have I really don't bought, know what that have means. Have you have you gotten anything from the green light? Because honestly, I just always pass upon it. Um, I voted on it a couple more like, more than a few times. I just don't even care to vote on it. To be honest. I'm just like, I, I I ignore the green light section completely. Really? Like it's it's a button. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just don't press it. <laughs> okay, like. Even if it's a game that looks interesting, like you don't have to. I have yet to find a game that's looked interesting to me. Really? What, what, what if you could get trading cards by voting on green? All right, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Give me no, he brings up a good. He brings up a good point. Give me what cards if that and I'll vote. Ah, I'm trying. Like, well, I think oh. I think Monaco was a green light game. Like Monaco, well, yeah, that was a green light game. Isn't like everything that's, I guess, fundamentally like indie. Isn't that technically a green light game? Since there's no other way into Steam, there's got to be another way because games are popping up that I that were not on green light. Yeah, that like there's got to be another way. Like, I, I, it can't be the only thing. Like, I, I actually, I, you're right, Nick. I mean, I've talked about the developers, and they're all saying that green light's the way to go. But I've seen games pop up. That just were not on green light, you know. And it's like it's not like or, the, or, or or were they on green light? And it's just again that actually highlights the marketing problem that you have no way of knowing that they were on green light. Well, no, because when you go to a game, it says this game was green lit. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it says this game was green lit. That's I'm looking for a game. I thought Monaco was green lit, but apparently not. So, yeah. So how did that get on Steam? That's a that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe they maybe they snuck a, their way on. A good old fashioned mystery. Yeah, <laughs> har 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 har, Nick. We yes. got a good old fashioned mystery. How did they get on Steam if this was not a green lit game? Hmm. I don't know. But yeah. So because yeah, usually it says this this game was green lit, or maybe because I own it, it tells me that it's not green lit. Here, go to this page. Tell me if it tells you if it's a green light game. This is Monaco. So go there and tell me if it says it's a green light. Uh, I don't see anything about green light on here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. 
Well, either way, I mean, like you're right. Oh, I voted on three items. That's three more than Mikey. Oh, here we go. Green. There's a whole thing about Greenlit Games. It's 56 of them so far. Hmm. Yeah, Greenlit Games and 31. Okay, so about 56 games were Greenlit. 31 of them have been released. Um, Frozen Endzone, but I guess if you don't care about football, you're, you don't care about that, huh, Mike? Um, I'm gonna take that as a no, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Huh. Okay, maybe, what? Venetica was a green light game? Are you serious? Con- that game came out on console. V- what? Venetica? Yeah, that's like when you're Satan's daughter or something like that. I think uh, like you're like we have, we have a, no we have a review for it on our site. We we have a review for Venetica on our site. Well, sure? maybe we help them get greenlit then. We got a hard copy of that game. Was it for console? It was for console, yeah. So, oh, so I think oh, no. the important lesson here, developers, it's easier to get on our site than it is to get on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually looking through the greenlit games now, and I'm kind of like. Oh, look at this contrast is up is it has been greenlit. Oh shit, where's that music coming from? There we go. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. <laughs> was that contrast music? No, no, no. It was uh, music for another game I'm gonna be checking out later, but I don't want to talk about right now. Was it porn music? <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's after the mash cast. Sorry. <laughs> After the Mashcast. We're talking about the after. It was before, and now it's after. It's like whenever the Mashcast isn't around, it seems it's to be. Always it's always the porncast. Yeah, it's always the porncast, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, so there's like. Yeah, I'm, actually, there's a bunch of games that actually look pretty interesting now that they're greenlit, and I'm looking forward to them coming out. I gotta check these out. But yeah, there's actually a bunch of interesting games here, and Contrast is one of them, but that was already greenlit. When so, does Contrast come out? That's supposed to be this month, isn't it? It was supposed to be in May, but I don't know. I guess maybe something happened. Who knows? Who they got knows? red light in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> See, now leave the jokes to Nick, Mike. Leave the bad jokes to Nick. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that one was pretty good. Yeah, but it didn't have the punch that Nick has. It had the implications of prostitution. Okay. Well, Nick, you, you, Nick, you just take the damn jokes. They're yours. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. Looks like um, somebody's trying to bring Half-Life 2 capture the flag back. That would be interesting, right, Mikey? Like something I could beat you in, huh? <laughs> I will not even argue there. <laughs> like, I, I will not ever beat Jared in an FPS. I'm going to vote yes for it. Come join me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> God help me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, it looks pretty cool. Anyway, we, we, I did not pick up this topic to start looking through green light games. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that should just this be a Mash Cast special be, edition. Wasn't Jared, this supposed to be the short, brief topic? That might not way. be too bad. I might stream that, me looking at green light games. Like, huh, what's this? <laughs> this you just cool. want to stream your life at this point. <laughs> no, no. We need streaming content. Streaming is the future, dude. Dude, no, I agree. <laughs> That's why the PlayStation 4 has like a way to stream from the console. <laughs> yes, it does. But you know what? Here, here's the deal. Streaming right now requires that you have some type of decent, like a, a pretty good PC and a pretty good internet connection. Yeah, putting streaming on America, the PS4. The internet putting, connection is crap. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about PS4 is like now you are lowering that bar to entry by a lot. You <laughs> yeah. are. Because now you just have to have a decent connection to stream through. Mm-hmm. Now, like the PS4 is going to take care of the rest. 
and now you can just, now you're gonna have so many people streaming them playing video games horribly. I think this is actually going to negatively affect Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think so. So, why don't we get back to looking at Greenlight Games later? <laughs> the, the simple fact is that some developers like the it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem, and develop more developers are, are voicing their opinion that Greenlight is not really working out that great. So hopefully, you know, Valve listens to developers, especially the indie developers, because indie developers are they're making not just making big noise, but like you know, they're 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 swaying I think popular opinion in some cases because a lot of very very good games are coming out indie, and actually I think there's more good indie games coming out than AAA titles at this point. So that says a lot. Well, we haven't had E3 yet either. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know what the launch titles are going to be for the next console generation yet. Yeah, as of now, like who has had a, a very good, who has had a successful launch? I mean, not a successful launch, sorry, but a very good launch lineup. You know, it's a good launch lineup. Mario sixty four. Well, that was the, a good launch lineup. Nintendo Wii had Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. I mean, having a Zelda game at launch is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. So, but that's the thing, like, yeah, it's... It's mostly Nintendo that has the good launch titles. Yep. It's got to stay on that first party, Except man. for the Wii U. What happened? Oh, wait, that's <laughs> right. the Wii U. Anyways. Yeah, it's the Wii U, but they got fucked by third parties. We talked about that last week when you weren't here. I remember. Okay. I'll listen to the MASHcast. Calm down. Oh, thank you. Thank you for... That's how I knew you freaking tell her when I was dead. <laughs> he does... Mikey does not like being dead, man. No. <laughs> Being dead sucks. <laughs> the end of life that sure. tends to be bad. I don't know. I guess it depends on your point of view. Oh, we're not going into suicide talk. Let's not. Get, let's not <laughs> yeah, I've already, I've already really messed one topic up. <laughs> so let's not make another one. I have two two groups on my case. Uh, let's talk about our final topic, uh, which actually that green light topic wasn't short, and that's because I started looking at fucking green light games. Sorry about that. <laughs> Well, let's talk about um, uh, Sid Meier. He's making a new mobile game. Actually, I think it is his first mobile game. Uh, and he's saying that we can't forget about the value of the core gamer. Uh, basically, he's making this mobile game, which the mobile space is pretty much is well known for making games for casuals, or as I call them, non-gamers. And um, he, he, he wants his work on, in, the, in the mobile space to be aimed at the core. He wants it to be something that the core wants to play so it looks like he's really focusing on gameplay and tactics and and, and things like that basically he wants to take the pc experience of his uh you know he wants to take the pc experience in regards to strategy games uh or like like civ like civ you you call civ a strategy game right yep yeah i kind of almost want to say simulation but it's not really simulation it's strategy game so again games like civ and he wants to put that into the uh the the iOS market space and I mean he's not abandoning PC he's just saying you know this is something he wanted to do his next game may be for PC uh, he says he just wants to meet the gamers where they are that's what he's saying um but I, I don't necessarily know if the core gamers want an iOS game you know because here's the, here's the deal for me right because actually. I got my Note 2 back in uh, beginning of February, and I just looked before we did this podcast. I don't have a single game installed on this thing. I got my uh, my Note tablet, my uh, 
yeah, my tablet about a month ago didn't install a single game on it. Like, just tablet gaming doesn't do it for me, even if it had... Like, I've run across some games that actually have some pretty good tactics on it from the play, but when I play a game on my mobile device, it needs to be a short game. It doesn't It doesn't need to be a very intense game. Yeah. You know, if that, if that makes sense to anybody. No, it makes sense to me. But then you have the people that play Infinity Blade, though. I mean, like, how, how intense is Infinity Blade, though? Well, I don't know. I never really played it, but I figure, like, you know, I'm, you have to actually spend time with it and shit to get, like, get built up with gear and whatnot, I thought. Yeah, but, like, isn't it like a, it's like use your finger to slash and stuff? I guess. I mean... I, in terms of tactics, I don't think it's that necessarily yeah. that big of a, of a deal. Like, you know, you just play over time. Or there's well, a bunch like, of ports, ports over to the mobile. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, like, I, I don't know if, like, you know, because, like, that, for long trips, sure. Like, if I'm on, if I'm taking a plane ride to somewhere. Yeah, but then I just bust out my PlayStation Vita. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'll just, I'll pull, like, in case like that, I'll pull out my Vita and play games there. But, like, you know, like. Doesn't, doesn't the, the Vita prove his point for him, though, insofar as, like, if the games are there. I mean, if there's a game that is, is you know, Vita quality, but it's available for your tablet or your phone, why wouldn't why wouldn't you consider getting it, you know, and, and have it with you if, if, you know, if it's available? I mean, every I mean, that's I think that's one of the points he's saying, like every core gamer has a phone or a tablet, you know, and it's, it, there's no reason just to say like, oh, well, you know, they're only a part of the greater population that has all these devices so we can ignore them in favor of the casuals but no these these core gamers are still there they're still looking for you know valid experiences and if we can start to provide those on the tablet or on the you know on the phone then there's no reason that they wouldn't go after it Uh, i think this i mean i i think the logic is sound but when it comes down to practice a different story because if i let's say i commute every day right you know, like, do I really want to get enthralled, like, in, in, a, in a deep game with uh, with deep tactics and stuff like that? Because I'm going to be pissed when I have to stop playing. But who's, who says you have to play your tablet? Now, who, says, who says you have to play your tablet on, on, you know, only when you're commuting or something? Because do you always play your Vita only when you're traveling or do you ever actually play it at home when you're doing something else? For the most part, it's when I travel. But you do play it at home when you're doing something else. When I'm on so- the toilet. Oh, <laughs> okay. But no, that's a, that is a great place for the DS. I am... <laughs> it is like <laughs> they, I'll be honest with you. My Vita was like in my bathroom cabinet for like a couple weeks. On standby because it has a fucking phenomenal battery. Only they can make it waterproof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I'm just gonna take up and start taking baths. <laughs> so play, play, play Persona Four while taking a bath. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but still, like, um, yeah, that's the thing. Like those, like for community, like you know, uh, if I don't have a lot of time to play a game, I don't want something that's gonna enthrall me deeply. Which sounds like it's something that he wants to build. Like, who plays Civ for twenty minutes? No, but I, I, th- I think you're looking at the you're you're looking at it sort of in, in the reverse from the way he's looking at it. Is that he's looking at it saying like the game is what's important and the medium is you're the you know the the system okay you know, is, is sort of incidental whereas so, you know what my problem is with this though is i use my phone for every freaking thing right we, we we've displayed this so my battery life on these phones aren't super stellar 
So what's going to happen is I'm going to have to boil down to make the decision whether I want to keep playing the freaking game and then my phone die or should I keep it alive <laughs> and be able to do calls and emails and all that but, other shit I need to do. Who's, but who says you need to be playing this when you're on the go? What's to say? Who's to say that the game is not a worthy enough experience that you'll play it when you're at home? You can just plug your phone in by a nearby charger and you don't have to worry about the battery life draining. You don't have to worry about – Because if I'm at home, I want to play on my console. But what if – But I guess what, what if the game on the phone is just as good as the game on the console? Well, if it is just as good as the game on the console and it really compels me, I guess you're right that I would play it on my phone. But it literally has to be exactly as enthralling, like great quality – and, you know, it it has to be there. If they can make that, I guess, yeah, I play on my phone the same way I play, like, uh, Fire Emblem on my 3DS because I play it at home too. But, I mean... See, for me, I don't think so because, like, if something's on my iPad, it would have a better quality on my PC. But the thing yeah. is, playing on your iPad, or the same reason I don't necessarily play the Vita all the time when I'm home, is because, or only in certain, uh, you know, special circumstances... It's because it's more comfortable to play on the PC at home. It's more comfortable to play mm-hmm. on a console at home. You know, with a Vita, I mean, you know, my head turn is turned down. I'm looking at the screen. I'm zeroed in on that the whole time, or I'm mm-hmm. holding it up. With a console, like I'm just looking at my TV or my computer. I'm looking at my monitor with my hands in the same natural positions that I use when I use those devices anyway. So there still is a difference. Tablets are an accessory. Phones an accessory. You know, that's 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 why I don't necessarily think you need to make game, like core games for iOS and 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 Android. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. I I just I really appreciate the fact that he still is going after core gamers, saying don't forget the core because the core will remain here, which is a point that I've been making for a very long time. Casual gamers, they come and go, which is why some of these games fluctuate the way they do. I look at Draw Something. Like, Draw Something, how, how many millions did Draw Something get bought for? And then after it got bought, it just fluctuated and flopped. Yeah. You know, cause it was, it so, was a it was, fad. It was a fad. It was a casual game. And that's what happened with casual gamers. Whereas with core gamers, you know, you not only do you have a better idea of what they want, like, you know what they'll pay for. Whereas with casual gamers, like, you have to kind of catch on to a fad and, you know, maybe not even innovate all that much. That's the thing. Like, think about it. Like, oh, I'm trying to think, like, those games, like, on Facebook, when, when Facebook games were huge. Like, first you have Farmville. Then you had Cityville. Then you had these other games that were clones of those games. And I could just see my family members and friends moving from one game to another. Migrating like fucking sheep going from one game to the next. Because that's what do. they did. Have you played this? It's 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 the new blah blah blah. Wasn't you that know? Candy Crush now, or am I behind the times? I don't even know what Candy I, Crush. I I, I know. know what Candy Crush is. Like I mean, I know what the name is. I have no idea what type of game it is. I know I, I I actually hid all notifications from Candy Crush because people were playing it. When I saw one of my like gym partners playing Candy Crush, I'm like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> You can lift almost 400 pounds. You shouldn't be playing a game called Candy Crush. <laughs> Are you saying you should actually be out crushing candy? Yeah, with his pinky toe. He could do that. <laughs> anyway, well, like, you know, that's the thing. Like, casual gamers will migrate from other, like, one to the other. Maybe I should start calling them the herd. 
<laughs> because that the was herd. my the herd will the herd migrate. <laughs> yeah, the herd will migrate from one game to another, and they'll they'll play one for a while, you know, and then or when something new comes out because it's new, they'll flip over to it. Whereas with core gamers, will actually play like people are still playing Counter Strike one point six. Yeah, 1.6 yeah. you know people are still playing Unreal Tournament 99 uh, I I 2K4. Like, really 99 I thought at least 2003 was the last good one 2004 baby 2004, oh, 2004 sorry yeah but well, people are still playing those like people will still play Quake because well, the new ones suck it does it does <laughs> yeah people still play <laughs> I mean, Quake just... like yeah, that's, that's that's core for you when you can take a game that come that came out like you know almost a decade ago and then just not even update the graphics. Don't even update the graphics. Just put it back out and a way for people to play it. And boom, people are playing it again. People are still playing Quake Great yep. Arena. You yep. know, that's the core for you. So I appreciate Sid Myers stepping up and saying, hey, you can't forget about the core. And I don't have a problem with him doing anything. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, oh, you should be building a PC game and not a... Uh, uh, I mean, he can build it. I just don't know how well it will take off. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just don't know... When it comes to iPad and Android, like it's it is a casual thing. Like it, I won't lie though, when when I when I first heard when the world ends with you came out on iOS, I was tempted to try it out. But I'm not, like, I'm not gonna condemn you for it. just because you no, do play no, games. No, but like I don't have an iOS device, so I was uh, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna buy an iOS device just for that game. So I never right. did. Yeah, just because you you may play. A game on a tablet, so it doesn't make you it doesn't make you a casual gamer. But you know that's the thing. I think like those devices have have their you know their crowd and like what they're really good for. Mobile gaming in general, like not just mobile gaming, but handheld gaming. Like man, a game has to be really good for people to just play it in their homes as like a handheld game. Yeah, like so especially good. a mobile game because like. I don't play Kid Icarus anymore unless I'm on the go. But like right. Fire Emblem and Persona, like they're on handhelds and I'll play them like, all the time. I, I honestly think the last game I played on a handheld, like religiously in my home, was Elite Beat Agents. Wow, really? I love That's old. Are you sure about what about Pokemon? Well, I say I haven't played any of the Pokemon on the DS. Really? I have not. You didn't play Black, White, or Platinum, or Pearl? Nope. I can never find my charger for my DS. Ever. Oh. That's why. So I, I haven't played. I don't, you know, you know what? I, re- I don't want to hear no hate then about fucking Pokemon from you. I don't hate Pokemon. <laughs> I love Pokemon. No, what you hate on me for like just being the Elite Four. <laughs> no, I don't. That's the other black guy. Oh, you're so full of shit. <laughs> I don't. Like, I like Pokemon. I do. No. I just no, you. That's all I'm saying. I know you like Pokemon, but you hate on me all the time for only playing until I beat the Elite Four and the Champion. And I saw. Oh well, yeah, because you need to keep playing and like you know you don't even be play the very the best, regions. the best that ever was. <laughs> I play all the regions. <laughs> you play all the regions, but where, where where's your level 100 Pokemon? Oh, why that's back in like red and blue. That's why are they, Why are they all level 100? Because you're losing if they're not. Exactly. No, you, can be, you can beat someone at level one with level 100 with like a level 90. Well, you can if you're if you're if your tactics are good, yeah. But I'm just saying, like when I play Pokemon, like I play, I collect all of the Pokemon and I get them all to level 100, and then I'm done with the game. You get them all level 100. Yeah, 
Every last one. Every last one. Rare candy drop that shit. No. <laughs> but basically, like, I'll go through and I'll keep playing. Like, I'll keep playing with these Pokemon. I had a system. I had a nice little system to get everybody to level 100. You know, and it took time. It took time, you know? I, I would play the game religiously it's in my It's the home. guy who doesn't want to play Dota or LOL because it takes time to play them. <laughs> he <laughs> does this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I haven't done that in a long time. I don't know if I can still do it at this point. I don't know if I can still do it. But, yeah. Red and blue... Couldn't tell me shit. Yellow. Oh my god, it was great. Had Mew, Mewtwo. Oh, it was beautiful. I had all the legendaries. Now I don't even know what the new legendaries are, like in black and white. And then um you know, well, what's the new ones? Oh, X and Y coming out, black X and white, black and white too. There's actually like people are rumoring that there's gonna be a form of Mewtwo or some shit like that. I did see that. I did see that, like yeah, a new Mewtwo or like uh, some form of Mew three or what? Uh, we don't know. Who f- yeah, fucking knows? Know. Rumors, speculation, blah blah blah. But either way, that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. They're like core gamers do stuff like that, but like that 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 mobile market, you know, that handheld market, like that's really for like games on the go. Like those games, like you, like they can't be tough to put down because then I think it stops people from playing them on the go. Like when you, when you commute. You know, the Vita is a different story because the Vita has such a phenomenal battery that you could just like literally put it on standby and then pick up exactly where you left off when you get back on the train or on the bus or whatever. The the Vita is so fucking nice. Like, I'm so glad I own one. I just wish I actually I have a bunch of games for it. I just don't play them because that's the other problem I have with the Vita, though, is like sometimes if the game if the game is like too much i stopped playing it because i don't want to get involved too much in it like if i can't put it down and just if i can't right. put it down pick it up kind of thing right it's hard for me to play a vita game i want to be able to pick it up and then put it down and pick it up put it down like in quick spurts i guess that's why yeah. i kind of haven't played gravity rush lately and this is exactly what i'm talking about the fact that you won't even play the game because you know like, you're gonna, it, it's too deep and even with the Vita, like with the Vita, you could like I said, you could just stand by it and put it pull it back. You cannot do that with the iPod, with the iPad. You can you can kind of do it with the Android device, but like some game, like some stuff will stay up, some stuff won't. It can't guarantee with a Vita. I know when I if as long as I just hit the power button, it goes to standby, and you know magic happens, the battery stays alive for three months, <laughs> and I can come back to it. <laughs> It's amazing. Like, hold on, let me let me check my Vita now, because I played Black Rock Shooter two weeks ago, right? I put it on standby. It's still working. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's still on standby. The battery okay. is very fucking impressive on the Vita. Yes, it is. The standby the standby functionality is is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's saved me many a time because I've been dungeon crawling a Persona and I'll just stand by it and come back to it whenever I can, and then. The battery's like right where I left it. Yep. So, yeah, that's why I, I don't know if this is the the right move, but go for it. Go for it, Sid Myers. Yeah, more power to you. Just hope. I just don't know how well it'll take off. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if it does well, it does well. He, he can feel free to prove me wrong. But it's just yeah. nice to have somebody at least taking the core game into consideration, because like the major publishers, they really like they they feel they really like they it feels like they really don't. Yeah. You know, and especially even mobile developers, I don't it feel like they don't care for the core. They just, you know, they want to make something that everybody can play and hop into, so they can make, you know, make make money. And I like what he said about the microtransactions. Like, if it doesn't fit, he's not going to force it. You know, 
and I gotta give uh, big props to 2K for allowing him to do that because EA would not. Yeah, seriously. But I guess 2K has got plenty of money right now because Bioshock. You know, <laughs> 2K has plenty of money because they allow their their developers to develop their games and not um, get involved. That's oh, they why also, 2K has they plenty They also publish Borderlands. They probably have shit tons of money right now. They do. They publish multiple like award-winning game of the year games yearly. They're kind of like I never realized. Two K is like the sleep, is like the sleeping giant. They're not, no, uh, they're not even they, sleeping. They let he, they are letting EA and Activision take all the heat. Well, they're like, I'm just collecting money. Fuck they you. are like, yeah, they're they're like, <laughs> they're. Wow. I, I don't want to say they're the villain, but they're the guy behind the scenes pulling the strings. You know, making yeah. they making moves happen. Yeah. You know, like they they they're the Illuminati of the gaming industry. Two <laughs> <laughs> K games. games, the Illuminati. The of Illuminati. Of games industry, yeah. So, but yeah, it's a good big up, you know. Um, you know, good job, Two K, for actually allowing that to happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's gonna end our topics, man. These match casts just get longer and longer. Like every season we start, we have to start working our way back to fucking like. Because <laughs> we lose our practice of being quick and concise, and then. But our to... conversations were on point. We had good conversations, even the ones that went off. A bit. <laughs> I mean, they're all good conversations, but we gotta realize we can't have. A conversation about every little thing. I think that's our problem. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Oh, let's look at uh, what's coming out. Um, hmm. <laughs> okay, oh. so Dust Five One Four came out this week, which I don't even have enough space on my PS3 to download it. But I don't even know if I really want it because when I played it at PAX, it didn't wasn't that great. Um, Metro Last Light came out. Uh, Super Metro for the Wii U. Unfortunately, I did not pick up a Wii U, but uh, I don't know. I might. I, I don't know. When I look at that cover, I'm like, waiting for Smash Brothers. I'm like, I when need Smash to Brothers play comes that. out, I'll get one. Uh, apparently, or, Anomaly 2 was supposed to come out, but I heard nothing about it. About like, what? Anomaly 2 coming out on the 15th? I don't. I don't. Whatever. Uh, yeah, like, uh, like hey, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it, like, you know. Yeah, I haven't even heard it. Actually, the, yeah, reviews are out, so it must be out. Hmm. Yeah, the full reviews are out, so it must be out. Uh, I know the the multiplayer. Um, I had I was in the multiplayer beta, <laughs> and the multiplayer was all right. Um, even though like I couldn't play it that much because not that many people I guess were in the multiplayer beta. So, but yeah, so Anomaly Two is out. Sanctum Two is out. Um, anything else noticeable? It's kind of getting to that dead period, starting to. Uh, yeah, you know, we got E3 coming up, so people don't want to, you know, release a game and then they instantaneously get overshadowed by, uh, you know, You know, it's else. funny, I'm already starting to see commercials for fucking the next Call of Duty, though, already. Oh, Ghosts? Yeah, they, they start early. They start early. It's like, what the fuck? Um, well, next... they're, they're tying in with the fucking Xbox reveal. Oh, yeah. Oh, Call of, next week, Call of Juarez Gunslinger is coming out, which apparently we're getting it. We're getting a review copy the day of. Like we got a, a, a message apologizing for that already from the publisher. Oh, and really? apparently, yeah, they, there's a problem that they know about, and it there's a day one patch they'll be releasing. So we're mm-hmm. not getting a review copy until the day of, which is okay. Uh, at least you know they didn't give me a buggy review copy. You know. Yeah, that takes that needs a day one patch to fix it, but. 
Yeah, so that's that's good. So yeah, that's coming out next week. We got some we got Fuse and Grid 2 coming out week after next, but we'll talk about those next week. Well, Fuse is coming out already. Fuse is coming out already, yep. What the fuck? Yep, it, it is it is that time, so. Uh. Alright, so yeah, that's what's coming out, and that is going to be the end of the show. Uh as always, thank you for listening. You can catch us on soundcloud.com slash smash those buttons. You can catch us on uh, also on iTunes if you want to just subscribe there, and that way you can get uh, you know instant updates whenever we drop a new Mashcast. Uh, we're on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which is twittercom slash site. Uh, also, facebookcom buttons and youtubecom buttons. You can catch us on all those places. So, like I said. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. I won't be dead. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) All right, later, guys.